What up, people? What up, people? It's your boy He's. I'm here with my buddy Guy. Uh, this is my partner. This is episode one of the Other Side of the Game Sports Podcast. Uh, we want to bring you a podcast a little bit different than what you're used to. There's no inside information. There's no professed experts. This is just two two homeboys kicking it. This is the conversation we normally have on the phone, over text, at the barbershop, at the bar. We wanted to bring it to you guys directly. So starting off, we want to get everything set. We want to let you know what teams we're repping. Me, myself, being from Oklahoma, it's Boomer Sooner this way, Oklahoma City Thunder this way, and uh, also the Minnesota Vikings, Purple Rain Forever. Mm. What about you guys? Southern gentlemen from the south, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oakland, you know what I'm talking about? So yeah. SMU, the Queen, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Express, huh? Everything in between, you know what I'm saying? Lo- local high school, shout out D Town, you know what I'm saying? Carter, what's up, South? Uh, I love the Cowboys, the Mavericks, the Rangers, the sidekicks, you know, Desperados. Did you the, say the sidekicks? Say, the indoor soccer team. Say. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of all Dallas because I am. From Dallas, I am Dallas. I can attest to that. Plenty of our sports conversations over the last decade plus have been surrounding Dallas teams. Speaking of which, the hottest news in the NFL today is that of Dez Bryant, longtime Cowboy. Uh, you know, to me, he was a best player for years. Put up remarkable stats. Uh, the guy played what seven years for you guys. Put up. 531 catches, 7,500 yards, 85 touchdowns. And y'all threw him away like he was nothing. Throw away. Like crease force ones. Like he was a sneaker that got scuffed. Y'all threw him away. Uh, what's, your, what's your take on that? I know we we differ in opinions on this, but the Dez Bryant Cowboy situation, what's your take? Okay. Motion aside. Theorizing, theorizing, thinking aside, logical thinking aside, and just all thinking aside. Put it, put it all on the table. Best thing for him. Best thing for who? For the Cowboys or for Dez? Best thing for Dez. Best thing for Dez. Okay. Now, if he's mature enough to understand the situation he is, he can be the Marcus Ware. If he dumb. What, what do you mean by that? He can be the Marcus Ware. Okay, you look at the Marcus Ware. He looking. He could have went anywhere and got paid. Okay. But he went for a team that was contending, had the quarterback in place, had the defense in place, needed something. Okay. He, he got went, paid too, though. Yes, he went to Denver, and when those, I'm just gonna get the check. He was a key factor. So mm. Dan can do that, or he can. Take the emotional route, like he's saying now, two times a year, two L's a year, no matter. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, so do you not think that he has a right to be upset and angry how this all went down? Because my whole thing was with with this situation is I don't I don't like the way it played out in the media, and I felt like there were people inside that office that had an intention on trying to make Dez as bad as possible. I felt like things like drops and saying he can't run routes, that shit was overrated. And it came from somewhere, and in my opinion, it came from uh, Valley Ranch or the star now that they're in Frisco. And by the way, DeMarcus Ward made $26 million, uh 
going to Denver, so he ain't exactly sacrificed money. Uh, you say the star. I have to say it's a national TV analyst, former Minnesota great who really put this out. <laughs> and it was Chris Carter. And he said it for years that, hey, I'm not impressed with this Brian route running. He don't get off the line like he's supposed to. He lost something. He's trying to impress me when I don't like it. He's okay. And once that took the snowball effect, <laughs> you have to really look into uh, maybe he's right. Where there's smoke, there's probably fire. Well, speaking of snowballs and smoking fire, uh, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan because of Chris Carter. Mm-hmm. But uh, he got a history with that snow. Correct. And I ain't talking about the weather. Correct. And what Chris Carter does now on TV that I'm disappointed is is he takes the, the typical route of the athlete, the former athlete turned analyst we see now. And he immediately goes to just overly criticizing, right? He'll look at everybody and say what he used to do and, oh, they're not doing like he was. Unfortunately, Dez is an all-time great player. He's he not Chris Carter. He's just not as great as Chris Carter. That doesn't mean he's a bad player. Now, team-wise, for the, Cow- the Cowboys going forward, how do you think this helps them? How, how do they move forward? Do they currently um, have a replacement on the roster um, for, for Dez? Or, or are they better now that they let Dez go to you? I, I think it's just a forward motion. Forward motion, okay. Forward motion. Now, when they lost to Marcus Ware, mm-hmm. the previous year you saw it like spots like, yeah, this is where you need to be where. And this is what's going to happen this year with the Cowboys. You're, like, you're going to see certain spots you like where you used to seeing. This is a dead Bryant moment. It's a dead moment. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And when you don't have So you're though, talking goal line, first and, mm-hmm. first and goal from the seven. Yeah, but with all teams, philosophy changed. So, with whose moment they used to be is going to be somewhere else, and you just have to adjust to it. So, what, what is the Cowboys' philosophy at this point? Last year, we saw the offense take a huge drop-off from the previous year. And not, not just Diz. I mean, you have somebody like Cole Beasley, who went from 800, almost 900 yards, to around 300 yards. You have Terrence Williams, who, after getting paid, had a serious drop in production. And honestly... Between the conversation between me and you, we noticed when Tony wasn't in game, Williams was a ghost. Period. Correct. And you uh, had you had your running back in and out, in and out of the lineup, uh, going back and forth uh, to court. He's one week he's playing, one week he's not. Along with Tyron Smith being injured, to me those are factors in Dez's production as well as the rest of the team's production. And to me, I feel like that's being pushed to the back because the narrative is now it's Dez's fault. I, well, me, I see it in a totally different dimension because I see it in whole totality. And even though Dez will get the blame now mm-hmm. as far as little stuff, but football philosophy in the season, troubles wasn't on Dez. Okay. Now the conversation. Said that. Now the conversation me and you had before I already spoke to you about this is that Dez has not been able to lead a team ever in his career. Besides Tony Wormo, you name another quarterback he has a good repertoire with or good numbers with. Hell, they brought in the quarterback from his college. Come on, man. Come on now. He if made you, that dude. Come on, dude. Come on now. He if, made him. If you made him in college, you can't even make him. In, 
A lead for three games in the, in the league? Come no, because what, what what that quarterback is getting with the the, dis, the distance between Dez and the separation between Dez and college cornerbacks and Dez and professional cornerbacks is much different. Correct. But DeAndre Hopkins get 175. <laughs> so Dez isn't as good as DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think that's a knock. DeAndre, DeAndre pay, Hopkins is an all-time player skill-wise. him that money. So is the problem the money? Do you think he left because of money? Because well, I, I don't believe I don't nah, believe mean, it was strictly money. He didn't leave. He got fired. <laughs> okay, yeah. So they, do you think they cut him strictly because of money? Because in the NFL, typically you you would see uh, an option to restructure a contract, something of that nature. It seems to me similar to even uh, to this. This mirrors what happened with To when To left. There was it's, no negotiation. It was, hey man, you got to go. It is exactly like To, and that's why Dez needs to be quiet. Cause the more he talked, the more he put his cat. The more he put, it, he put him in, he put himself in the category of a to. And not, not that to is a bad person. You just don't want that stigma. Yeah, I'm rooting he, for Dez, but his he bad, got he got one more Instagram post with bad spelling. Left. His 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 baggage. Enough of that. His baggage is already too heavy. I mean, right. Like, those that follow Dez like Dez, could we know his struggles? Yeah, his story. His, I mean, I. Personally, I'm not a, necessarily a fan of Dez the person. I like him as a football player. I like his passion. But the one thing that makes me root for him in the situation is I don't like when a media, when a, a narrative coming from the media, coming from a Chris Carter or a Skip Bayless or somebody like that, that becomes, that turns into fact. And a lot of times that just skews the, the users. I'm sorry, not the users, but the viewers. It skews their views of a, of a player or a team or a coach or whatever the case is. And I feel like that's been a big thing with Dez. Like the media scrutiny has become unreal. Because if you pay attention to national media, the Cowboys didn't succeed because of Dez and Dez alone. Correct. One person we haven't talked about so far in this whole Dez situation is uh, the quarterback of the present and quarterback of the future, Mr. Dak Prescott. What role does he play in? What, what role does he play in the Cowboys going forward? And in the past, what role did he play with Dez's dropping production? As someone that just got there, he just got there. He's the new guy still. Okay. So he said we still giving him new guy. He's the quarterback of the most, the most valuable, the most popular professional. Okay, year one, no one expected that to happen. Yeah, expectations low. So, so the full program was put in. The matter of fact, the program wasn't even installed. They were just Mm -hmm. going to float. Okay. Year one, we're going to install some stuff. Try to get Dez to ball some more because the passing attack was lacking. Okay. Now we in a whole other year, and you know what? We realized that hey, maybe we need to get some guys that this guy is comfortable with that can grow with this guy, and mm-hmm. that's why the release of Dez is very understandable. Okay, so let's let's look at some facts, right? Let's so you have it. your opinion, I have my opinion. Let's do it. Year one, yeah. Dak Prescott, pride of Mississippi State, sixty-eight mm-hmm. percent completion percentage. 3,600 yards, 23 touchdowns, only four picks. Mm-hmm. Year two, uh, passing uh, completion percentage drops 5%. Mm-hmm. He goes from 3,600 yards mm-hmm. to 3,300 yards. He only goes down one touchdown, but he increases non-plus interceptions. Okay. Now, what, what, what position nine, does Dez play? You, you what said, position does Dez play? You said nine, nine, nine interceptions, correct? Uh yeah, he went from he went from four interceptions how, with the year to many, thirteen. How many interceptions was towards this or oh, caused by this? 
So Dez caused him nine interceptions. We're gonna put that on Dez. Oh, we we have tape of at least three from last year. Oh man, we had okay. Two from two that's cool. From, that's two from the Denver game, one from the New York okay. game, and I want to add. So a so how how many both. how many how much film that we have with Dez wide open where he gets missed on a touchdown or the ball is not placed in the right position? We got film on that as well, so we can go back and forth with the blame thing. What I know for sure is I'm a fan of Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott is a young quarterback. He is not, not he is not now what he is going to be. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Dak struggled with accuracy. He struggled with making reads. There's a reason his there's a reason why he was more prone to pull the ball down last year. Now part of that uh, I kind of alluded to earlier was the offensive line. They lost uh, Tyron Smith for portions of the year, yeah. and also Lyle Collins moving from the outside kicking him inside. Uh, due to some losses in free like agency alone, the offensive line played a huge part. Also, Zeke not being there. Okay. To yeah. me, that's the hugest factor in the drop in the drop in production of all the offense is the Zeke situation. Whether he did or he didn't uh, uh, abuse this girl. I mean, the story is sketchy. Everybody's heard about it a million times. I need to rehash it. But that situation <laughs> had a huge time. effect on the team. Time, 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 time. Before you go any further on Zeke. That blame on the team being affected by him shouldn't lie on him. It should Why lie not? on it should lie on the professional whose who job is to get the team prepared no matter what the situation. Oh, we getting to him. Are we getting to him? Cause he skated. This and, motherfucker is Brian Bartano out here. He, and, well, he's skating from the blame. And, 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 and let me be honest. I mean, thirteen and three. If you look at that schedule. They played the last place schedule yes. last year. So shout out to my boy Forrest. He's the one that pointed it out to me at first. So uh so that also plays a point. And they played this year, I believe they played I mean last year. They, they played, played the first part, first, uh, first place schedule. Yeah. So nine and seven missing majority of your best player and key stretches of those games. Can nine and seven is probably where you should be. Okay. Now, coaching could he took that to eleven. Nah, he ain't uh, the coach. Co- see, coaching. Now, I didn't say him. I said coaching. So could coaching have also cost them of two games? Okay. Coaching, coaching is all about preparation. Of course, the player have to play, but the preparation is key. And if your preparation is on point, there's no way you should fail. Well, we'll, I'll tell you what, we'll see going forward. And speaking of going forward, we got the NFL draft coming up next week, starting Thursday. It'll be here in Dallas. So what do the Cowboys do going forward with this draft? Uh, Do they try to address receiver early, or do you see them trying to shore up some other areas, maybe the defense, maybe the offensive line? What do you see? Honestly, there's hope. Every team says the same thing. There's hope in every position. Uh, honestly, I think they should go defense, either linebacker, backer, or safety. Have to, because the way this league is, you need someone who make plays. Yeah, I think with their division, they also need to make sure they got that tight end spot covered. Because every team, you got the Giants with Evan Ingram, you got the Redskins with the combination of uh, tight ends, you got uh, the Eagles. Uh, they, they have two tight ends. They took a tight end from my Vikings. So, yeah, I think that linebacker spot is crucial. Uh, and you say the secondary as well? 
So, so is there a player in particular you you see you would want them to go after, or just in general, just address those because they got what the Cowboys are picking in the first round. What do you what do you have them doing with that first pick? I believe targeting, unless there's a surefire Hall of Famer in the draft, targeting is a terrible thing. I believe take several approaches. So are you, are you a go with a position of need or are you best player available hmm. type of guy? I don't think they a have combina- enough talent. I don't think they have enough talent just to a, go a with. A combination because the thing about it, the Cowboys are a young team and they're top heavy. Yeah, they so they picked number 19 in, in this year's draft. So, First pick is number 19. I mean, a lot of people talk about them training it up. I would, I would, to be honest, I would rather them trade down and grab more. Because yeah. last year, I think they did a great job. I just I think situations mm-hmm. played key in the draft not being this wrong. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't think any of the wide receivers in this year's draft have separated themselves from each other. And please, please, I hope they do not get another pa- try for another pass rusher. I mean, if things go accordingly, just let those things play accordingly. They don't need a pass rusher. They got Taco. They do have Taco. They got and, Taco and Lawrence. And... Tank, oh, he, oh, he's Tank Lawrence now. He got a nickname. Oh, he's always been Tank. But your boy, uh, your boy, a former Oklahoma Sooner, your boy Tapper should be back next year. He shows great promise. He been been sick these last couple of yeah. years, man. So, praying for good health. Uh, I'm hearing things about Randy getting reinstated. So if Ooh. that if that plays well, I mean, oh, man. I mean, he's still on his contract for three years. So. If that plays you well, you cannot trust Randy Gregory. I mean, yeah, he, he, you, you have to trust. Two first names, man. You have to trust them because look, he took a whole year to get himself to this position. He could have, he could have been like Alden. Alden hadn't yet to get out of trouble yet, so he could have been like Alden. He hasn't yet to heard anything about Greg. So. Cowboys always want to trust a drug addict, but uh. Me personally, they're not my team, but I see them going linebacker. Rashad Evans out of Alabama, which to me should be the first pick for them. Uh, he's a three-down linebacker. I think he would fit them perfectly. In the later rounds, a guy at wide receiver who they need to be looking at, who actually to me was the best wide receiver in college football last year, is uh, another Oklahoma State product, Mr. James Washington. So we look forward to that. Next week we will bring you more information about the NFL draft. Uh, in other places in the sports world, we got the NBA playoffs going on right now. Going on right now, right now. Uh, who are you? Who are you seeing uh, winding up in the finals this year? You seeing another uh, Cleveland uh, and Golden State part three, or you you seeing something else? Before we go, uh huh. I must say, the level of basketball is trash. The level of basketball trash. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna let you know right now. We've discussed this. I'm of the belief that basketball is at an all-time high as far as talent in the game itself. Mm-hmm. I do not miss any of that old ass, boring New York Knicks or oh, I'm a foul you type of ball. To me, that's not entertaining. That does not keep people interested. I, do. I, I, I think agree I with think you, we we have this nostalgia thing where we we want to think that all of that they, back there was so entertaining. It was so rough and tough. But man, that shit was trash. When you when those games come on NBA TV, it is boring as hell. Correct. And it's not entertaining. The games at an all time high, the talent that was all time high. But why do you feel like the game is trash? Cause you said trash, not that you trash. disliked it. Trash. Okay. Basura. Okay. The, the way they're playing the game, not 
Not it's not entertaining. I love it. It's very entertaining. But the skill set that is needed. Simple stuff uh, like adjustment on pick and roll. Guys are getting killed repeatedly <laughs> by, by a backdoor cut. That shit frustrates me. These hey, these no no these supposed to be the best players in the world, and they're getting beat by high school players. See, this is what I don't get, right? That everybody harkens back to the old school. And they love the old school, but the Utah Jazz ran a pick and roll for fucking fifteen years straight and was successful, and nobody had a problem with it. It was beautiful. Oh, the motion offense, the Princeton offense with the with the Kings uh, of the early aughts. Like, but now all of a sudden it's trash because teams, man, the skill level, the the ability that players have now is at an all time high. I hate to do you like this, bro. <laughs> I mean, you you yeah, rock, no, no, you, no, no, you going no, back no, to the no, era no, where Greg no, Osatag no, no, has no, a decade long no, no, career. No, no, I, I'm I'm not talking about a certain decade. I'm just talking about players. Knowledge of the game. I think now, players are now, much more knowledgeable now, 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 but the information is much more available. You're correct, right? All this information, all this knowledge, right? Oklahoma still can't fucking oh, adjust man. on the switch. Wait one goddamn minute. I don't go for I don't go for thunder slander at all. I don't take it from nobody. That damn show ain't taking it from you. Listen, my team is not perfect. Matter of fact, let's get into my team. So right now, right now we're tied up one one in our series. She need. Shouldn't even be tied up with all that talent on this team. That team. I, I agree. I agree. But much like your Cowboys, we are afflicted by a couple but of no, things. The main thing being coaching. But that's why I get upset and call the game trash. You say coaching is to blame. I blame the there's players like as four, well. To me, there's like five good coaches nowadays. But the game is excellent. But I t- so speaking yeah. of Oklahoma, let's let's get into let's get into some of these series. What made the game excellent itself of its offense? Because defense have taken defense the Defense is still good. Defense is still good. It's not the raw numbers. It's not the blocks per game. But if you watch the movement on defense, if you watch the way players are able to defend one-on-one, if you watch the length or where they slot, it's, it's that's, much better. That's my problem. Even for a defender. Have you ever watched one of the Lakers Celtics games even, from the 80s? Even as a defender, it's hard for a defender to defend nowadays because the the guys allowed to moonwalk from okay. the free throw line to the three. How can you defend that? And okay, how is that so good? That, how is that good to watch? <laughs> so the so so I mean we pra- we used to praise guys like Allen Iverson and all this type of stuff. Oh my god, that's my dog. This motherfucker carried every play, bro. Bro, we he talk- carried every play, but I, we didn't have no problem with it. We I had no problem with it. The travel is two different things. The, the the best player of all time, his most famous moment is a damn push off, and we talk Brother, about people playing defense. I don't even like that guy. You don't like who? You might not like Michael Jordan off the court, bro. Yeah, we ain't I'm not talking about the after neither. Well, well, you can't I, deny. I, I this love man. Creed. <laughs> Michael Jeffrey is the GOAT. He's the best basketball player of all time. Billy GOAT. <laughs> No man, that, that's this is that's ludicrous talk you got going on. Man, I ain't talking that Heineken. That Heineken is good too. I'm but. not talking Christopher Bridges, but you are talking ludicrous talk. <laughs> Mike Jeff. Jeff. Wait a minute. If, if not Mike Jeff, who? We had the same the same conversation repeatedly. Who was in the East? Oh no! I, this is one thing that I hate when people hold on, hold on one sec. This is one thing that I hate when people harking by and say, "Oh, this they, like they'll say shit like uh, the great Knicks teams." The Knicks was trash. They had a good they had a good four years where they were solid, but you look at their history through Michael Jordan's peak. You just talked about how ugly the basketball yeah. was. So who the fuck was in the East? Now, it, the East. 
they had no real rival. People like to say people like to say that Knicks were their real rival, but the team that gave them the most trouble that the most trouble ever was probably the the Pacers. And I'm not talking about like the like the Pacers are like the I think '98. They went to uh, seven games. And to be honest with you, if you ever watched that game, man, the rest, the home, the, the the cooking from the rest was ridiculous. Jordan and Pippen, like they had a parade to the free throw line. They both shot horribly in that game, and they, they somehow the managed to, to pull it out. Don't talk about no parade to no free throw line. <laughs> I'm 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 just telling you, Thank the God. if you think if you think the Mavs got it, still go take a look at that that game seven, uh, that game seven footage even, from 1998. But that goes back to my saying the Euro style. I mean, I love the beauty of it. Yeah, but when guys abuse it. And this, okay, Kevin Garnett talked about this not too long ago oh. about uh, a player you used to like. Who was the player I used to like? Uh, some skinny guy from the Washington. Oh, Wanda Jr. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, Fredo Corleone. Okay. So, they were saying that at the beginning of the year, they was calling him for carry. So, he just kept doing and doing and doing to, to the point that the refs don't even call him anymore now. So, as a player, that's practically doing whatever it is, no matter if it's illegal or not, after a while, they just get tired of calling you on it and just let you go for it. So with that saying, is that the reason why James Harden gets to uh, get away with travel every time? You know, with him being left-handed, I don't even think sometimes, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a travel. He does travel, but sometimes it's not. I think the motion that he that he uses now, there's certain things about James Harden's game that's like kind of ugly on like the way that they allow him to Run, run into you. Run into you and pull your arm down and flail and shit. You know, I don't like that shit. But James Harden, it's nice. I mean, the Thunder losing James Harden forever changed changed the the trajectory of our team. Our franchise will never recover from that trade. I talked. I talked to you about this endlessly. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you have a good gym? Do I feel we have a good gene? I think we got one of the best GMs in the game. Sam Christie is one of the best GMs in the game. I believe you have a trashy gene. Nah, what are you basing this on? This man turned turned a Baca into Paul George. Your GM has lost more talent than anybody. But he didn't lose that talent because of him. That whole thing with with Harden, that was a directive from from the owners. Bro. They sold the fear of the of paying the, the salary tax. They sold that fear to the fans. And this is another thing with media because the media, was they were painting like, oh, the Thunder had no choice. Meanwhile, the, the Thunder were one of the most profitable teams profitable teams in the NBA. Bro. But Sam Presti, been- Sam Presti is one of the best GMs. He, with what he's working with, he's had, I'm from Oklahoma. I wouldn't move back to Oklahoma. True. I've been offered jobs in Oklahoma. And they're like, you don't want to go home? Hell no. I don't want to live there. No offense. I People who live there know exactly why I'm saying this. Correct, correct. But Sam Presti, with that city, he has turned he has turned shit into sugar more than once. Okay, and this is this is my argument against Sam Presti. He's supposedly good genius, right? Where they were still the Supersonics. They yeah. Were, they were the trashy team. So when they moved to Oklahoma, they was already trash. Meaning. The next five years, you're guaranteed at least three top ten picks. At least there was improvement though each year, bro. They they so they they traded 
They traded off everybody. They lost for Charlotte Lewis. They traded off of uh, Ray, Allen. Ray Allen, and they mm-hmm. traded for draft picks. So, and of course, so- you're starting over. They were going to be a bad team. I wouldn't say they was trash. They just weren't very Bro, good. Before, before, before your team was Oklahoma, you had another team in your seat, I kn- right? Who the Hornets? Don't laugh now. Who was just visiting, bro? When they was visiting. Spring break. When they was spring, <laughs> they spring break. They no, that don't spring count. Breaking, they still had that. They don't count. Say it, hey. They don't count, brother. They were spring break. Tickets were sold. Tickets were definitely sold. <laughs> Oklahoma so it showed. Oklahoma showed itself to it be a viable love. market for the for the NBA, same, same. and we were rewarded a franchise because of that. But correct, right? So right, so right, just right, just just right. for perspective. We went from 20 wins the last year in Seattle to 23 wins mm-hmm. the first year in Oklahoma City. The next year, we went from 23 to 50 wins. Okay. So, bruh, they've been improving. They went from 50 to 55 to 60. So, I mean, they, they've shown improvement. I, I don't think the team we have they right have now, it hurts me to say it. They have drafted It hurts me to say it, but we're not winning the chip this year. We don't have the roster okay. or the coach or the coach to get it done. Now, they now need some good trades have Sam made. He turned Abaka into Paul George. That's more than a good trade. That's no, an excellent trade. It took, no, no, you, 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 you think it's finished product. It no. took a while before. No, it, 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 it took no, no, a no. season. He flit, He turned the property of Abaka mm-hmm. and he turned it into Paul George. Mm-hmm. He flipped Abaka into Victor Oladipo and Sabonis. He flipped Sabonis and Oladipo into Abaka. It took he flipped Reggie Jackson into Cantor, flipped Cantor into Carmelo. And how is it that your team got three stars and no depth? You know, reason, listen, man, reason, they, they, they have some why, depth. Because your team have been making terrible trades for a long time. Which, which one of those trades were terrible? Uh, the Kendrick Perkins trade was trash. For Jeff Green? Uh, I, no, I no, think no, no, I think no, no, the, I no, think no. the Kendrick Perkins trade was the, the, trash. No, it wasn't trash. It was just made a year, it was made a year too late. No, the, tra- no. the, tra- the trade no. was made so that they would have the ability to defend to defend Andrew Bynum and Paul Gasol. <laughs> that was the purpose because we lost to the Lakers in the playoffs the year before. Bro, I want to I want to thank you now. Fate I, fate would show that Andrew Bynum would blow his damn knee out and go thank, nuts. I want to thank you now <laughs> because but that Sam was a good pers- that was a that was a good trade because Sam. Declined a greatest trade ever. What trade was that? He declined to take Tyson Chandler because he thought his toe was fucked up. Yeah, the the no, that definitely hurt us. Actually, our it's, team it, doctor is the one that did the surgery. Yeah, he and, still, he and wouldn't bro, want to approve the trade. We took that trade. You say, hey, we give them every damn beer. So thank you. Yeah, that doesn't make that doesn't make that doesn't make him a horrible GM. Say, like, bro, if you have Tyson Chandler, there's no need for a Baca. Yeah, that, so that means you don't trade away that, Jeff Green. That means you don't trade away. Wait a minute, why are we why are we pretending oh, like oh. Jeff Green is like some now? See, after see, people, why are we pretending well, that Jeff Green see, is good? Well, people forget it before he had a heart condition. Jeff Green was good. Man, he was solid. But, say, Jeff Green's peak he is was solid. Incending. Nah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I ain't no ascending, bro. Don't, don't you blowing try. smoke on a Jeff you, Green? You, you throwing, you throwing shade on Jeff? I'm not throwing shade on. No, I'm not, man. Jeff, some. Jeff was a great role player for us, man. I mean, the year before he got traded, he was a 17 points a game type of guy. He was a good. She was 39 percent from the three. Hey, I, listen, man. 
he was good. But but he but bringing just, it, he was just stressed for. He was bringing it, for. bringing it forward at the current NBA playoff standings. We got the uh, the Wizards actually won tonight. They kicked Toronto's ass, so they're they're now facing a two one uh, deficit in that series. What do you what do you see? What do you what are you seeing? What are you seeing coming from there? Another bad built team. <laughs> Yes, yeah, they they gonna have to break up the CJ, uh, not the CJ. The uh, I'm thinking about another team. They're gonna oh, they're gonna have to break up the uh, the Bill and Wall combo. It's too much pocket watching going on. I see this. This is a this is to me. This is a Jimmy Jackson, Jason Kidd situation I, all over I again. I never like. I have to be honest. I never like that combo because I don't like my shooting guard to be shorter than my point guard. <laughs> and that's just honest. Unless my point guard is Magic or Anthony Hardaway or something like that, I don't want. Do you ever notice that Bill looked like uh, Stanley the neighbor on Friday? <laughs> All right. So in another series in the East, we got Boston with a two-one lead over the Bucks. The Bucks did win tonight, ninety-two to one sixteen. Another bad Bill too. The Bucks. I don't think the Bucks like each other. I think I, from uh, the body, the, the body language between Eric Bledsoe, Jabari Parker. Uh, Chris Middleton and Giannis is off. To me, it, from the outside looking in, it seemed like Middleton and Giannis is cool. Bledsoe was like, eh. Well, and Parker don't, Parker don't seem like he did too much with okay, anybody okay. else. I mean, their fix is an easy fix. Their fix is. Is what? They wasn't built to be together. Yeah, probably when I mean they changed coaches and philosophies on that time. No, this, this was the issue. You know what I'm saying? You, you drafted Jabari to play in the same position as Giannis. Even though Giannis is interchangeable, they play the same position. Well, keep in mind, Jabari, Jabari was, you know, a top three pick. And uh, Giannis was towards the back of the lottery. So, they, I, I think I don't think they anticipated Giannis becoming a superstar that he is. No, to me, it should still work, but I don't think they had an offensive philosophy is, is, for it to is, work. This is what happened with Giannis and with them. Okay. They wasn't expecting to get that pick. They wasn't expecting that pick to be that high. What pick? The Giannis pick? No, the uh, Jabari pick. Oh, I think they were expecting. They were terrible the year before. They wasn't expecting. It. They had expectation of being a better team. He was the the second pick. Yeah, sorry for Jabari or uh, Andrew Williams. Neither one have planned out. Yeah, I, I but think they. In, but in, as a matter of fact, Giannis was picked the year before. He was the fifteenth pick. Yeah, he, so he was supposed to be a Mavericks, but we picked Shane Larkin. Yeah, good luck on that Shane Larkin pick. You want to call Presty a bad GM? Oh, well, hey, hey, we're gonna talk about my team. My team, <laughs> I hey. Well, you're right because we talking about playoff teams. We don't talk about teams with an E at the on the side of their name, and when you look at the standings, yeah, but got that E earth eliminated. Hey, but hey, we are champions. I mean, with that case, I thought. Hey. Can't, can't take can't take that away from us. <laughs> Never. All right, cool. Get a get a shake on you. <laughs> All right, flip. All right, another series in the East. We got Philadelphia with a two-one lead over the Heat. I really want to talk about Philadelphia, man, because I'm watching them play, and. Uh, Man, this is Danner like a. Uh, I hate to, I hate to say this. Mm-hmm. This is like almost like a new Thunder team to me, man. With uh, it's with with Embiid and Ben Simmons and if folks have get their shoulder right, another killer on the team people don't pay attention to is Dario Sarge. Mm-hmm. Dario is cold. Correct. Uh, I believe I read today that Dario and Ben are the first uh, pair of teammates. 
uh, to both average 20 points and seven rebounds to their first three three playoff games since Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker. Okay. Now, this is why I think playoffs are overhyped. Correct. Playoffs are overhyped? Why are playoffs overhyped? This is who determines a champion. For one half the league, you get invited. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel it's an appropriate amount of teams. Over half the league? No. Never been a the player. top eighteen. Uh, it, it works itself out, bro. It should be eight. It should be eight. It should be eight teams. Period, eight. bro. You want the playoffs over in a month? No. Same same schedule. Uh, Alter days. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, okay, like a Miami team, a very inconsistent team, right? Very. Who, inconsistent. who are you referring to? Miami. Okay. Since LeBron left, they've been very inconsistent. You can uh, they've been terrible them. for the most you, you, part. You can pass on them either bottom feeders or close to the bottom feeders, right? Bottom feeders. There. I mean, they haven't been like a, a lottery team. I mean, I guess the year they drafted wins. I'm, I'm for, as far as seeding, seven, eighth, or not making it at all. Yeah. That's correct, right? Now, you play a team like uh, Philadelphia, right? There's a ascending and... We can just focus on this series, and in, and this series make you say, like, "Oh my god, this team is fucking awesome." And in reality, it's like, mm. wait a minute, Philadelphia is just, mm? yeah, no, nah, bro, you bro, ain't watching these games, bro. Check out the check out <laughs> the, check out the last fifteen games they played. No, 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 no. The, the last fifteen games they played a lot of bad teams because their schedule was front loaded. But I'm watching these playoffs. I mean, they. Besides the one game where they three, the game two where the threes weren't falling, I mean they're pretty much blowing the heat out. To be honest with you, I got them going to the conference finals and, and possibly I, further. I, I wouldn't argue that because the East terribly weak. Okay, all right. So in the West, we got New Orleans up three zero over the Portland Trailblazers. I like to point out that I actually called this upset. Uh, what is going on? You got Dame, who some people refer. Okay, before you even dig into it. What happened was by mid-season, Dame Chis was Chis built up. He now, heard that talk. Now, now, First team All NBA talk. Now he MVP is, candidate talk. Now the pressure is on. He's deflating again. It is what it is. Typical Dame. Yeah. Typical Dame. How, how do you think that team goes forward? I mean, because unless there's something miraculous comes out, they out of here in the next two games. How do you think Portland goes forward with Dame and CJ? Can they remain together? Yes, because both of those are betas. They're baiters. Yeah, they're baiters. They're not alphas. Dame, I mean, I think Dame has some lead dog in him. He can take over when the lead dog is not there or lead dog is still, but he's not Uh, an alpha. That's why why he's – you know what, he's definitely not being a leader in this series. Like, I'm not seeing him getting the team together, putting the team on his back. I'm definitely not. I don't think he's capable of that. Okay. Last year, the big breakup was – KD and Westbrook. I don't know right? who that person is you refer to first. Okay, whatever. Westbrook is the MVP. That's all okay. I know. Before that breakup, L.A. and Dane broke up. Who? Oh, L.A. and Dane. And the talk around the time was that, that then, L.A. had some kind of jealousy yes, towards Dane, and correct, that was the type of thing. Correct. Yeah. Correct, right? Yeah. And he went to an organization that's known for winning and better. Yeah, I, think, I feel like he made the best – Move for itself. He he didn't think that uh uh 
the mumble rapper uh, Kawhi Leonard will be pulling this shit that he pulling now. Whoa, hurt or not? Whoa. Uh, yeah, we'll Whoa. we'll get into that next. So Daddy yeah, so, so so New New Orleans has a three zero lead. I think they go ahead and finish them off. Rockets, of course, are up two games. Oh, over the Timberwolves. We know that's a, that's a sweep coming up. Brooms is out there. Okay, you you, you look at Portland. You you look at their whole roster. Who's their tough guy? Who's a tough guy? Yes. Nurkic is a, is a we, tough we, guy. We, we, Let's say tough guy is Nurkic. Nurkic. I, I tried my best not to laugh in your face. Nurkic. Yeah, Nurkic is a tough guy on the team. Now, now, even though the 90s basketball was brutal, the enforcer on a team. What enforcer want a chip? I always hear this enforcer shit about the 90s. Which one of them enforcers want a chip? Whoever your power forward was. Who? Cool your powerful. Dennis Rodman wasn't in force. He won a ninety. He was. Chucky Brown or Otis okay, Thorpe for the for the the Rockets. Could, okay, you could, you think about it. Rodman was who, the most. Who was the Rodman was the most dominant power forward of the era. Think about it. In I'm thinking 90s, about it. In hell, no, he was not the most dominant power forward of who, the nineties. Who, who got more rings? Uh, in the nineties. Wait a minute. We're not equating rings uh, to yeah, dominance. You have to. Robert Ory got rings. Was he the most dominant power he forward got of the two thousands? Two thousands. Okay. After was he dominant? Because you just said no. ring. Okay. No. So let's not go to rings as being a deciding factor. Dennis Rodman was great in the nineties. He great. was not. He Defensive player of the year. Yeah. Cool. Eight in the times, early in the early nineties, he was eight times NBA rebound champion. Cool. Come on, bro. All of that, but he was not better now, than no Charles now, Barkley or Karl Malone, now, bro. Now, now, if those guys had Char, uh, Dennis' defense ability, well, those if those, those guys, guys had Dennis' team, those guys would have one of Bulls. Well, hell no! If they had Dennis' team, they would have won. Five. If they if they five. No, we not for five. This move was averaging eight, eight and seven in the finals, man. He is eight not the reason. Getting on everybody nerves. <laughs> Listen, man. Pissing the fuck out of everybody. You can't. You can't pay for that. Dennis is a factor. That's his not job. Not a reason. Say you can't take away Tony Allen role when he played Kobe in the finals. You can't take away that. Factor. Pierce, factor shit, not factor. Tony Allen. Listen. <laughs> Tony. Factor and reason are two separate things. Say he is a factor. He is not a reason for them. Say winning. key factor. Okay, man. Let's get X factor. Let's get back to the current playoffs. So we skipped completely over the Rockets and, and Timberwolves because that's a sweep. Dame them getting the fuck up out of there pretty soon. Uh, we got the Warriors up three on the Spurs. They're gonna be out of the Spurs are gonna get out of there and because let's, let's, they're shorthanded. Let's be honest because even with Kawhi, I don't really see them winning team, over the I team mean, from the Bay. Team teams like Utah. Teams like uh, Milwaukee, uh, teams like Minnesota, teams like Denver, they're not used to really being in the playoff. Yeah, so, Minnesota hadn't been in 14 I mean, years. Even, 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 even though my team is having a hard time, but the last 20 years they've been in the playoff at least 15 of those years. So when you have consistency, uh, yeah, the final reason to throw the Mavs in it. Say, say, you have to. Because you think about a team like Phoenix that haven't been forever. A team like Sacramento that haven't. When they used to have a great history of always being there, then you call yourself rebuilding through tanking or trusting some kind of process. Unless you have some kind of key glue there. Yo, yo, the process is broken. And like a Milwaukee, I mean. Since Ray Allen and uh, Sam Cassell left, 
They just been a first round in and out. They tip they toe in the playoff, but they don't go no farther. Oh, no, nah, they, they really haven't had much but, sustained but success. But now like like but on the other hand, like OKC on the other hand, the last fifteen years they've been now. Yeah. Now the problem is last fifteen years. Well, well let's get to that series. So right now, like we said, it's tied on one one. What what do you what do you see what do you see the outcome of that series being? What is your prediction for the end, for that series? First round stunner. First round stunner. Yeah, it's, it's a four or five. How much of a stunner? So what what do you mean by stunner? First okay, of all, let's say that it's, it's kind of like when. Uh, what is your prediction for the series? You said stunner. So what does that mean? You got the Jazz over the Thunder. Yeah. You do. Okay. Yeah. I obviously, of course, do not agree with that. And, and to be honest, and I we're I getting better in five or six. To be honest, I don't want to pick. Uh, the Jazz by no means, and not because I hate the Jazz, because I used to root for the Jazz when they used to play against Chicago back in the back in the day. You know okay, so what's your reasoning for them? What's the reason you have them beating the Thunder in this series? I mean, uh, for one, coaching, two personnel. Okay, coaching, I definitely understand they have a huge advantage there. What about the personnel? Personnel is Utah is a bigger team. You take away Steven Adams, they try to play a guy that's six nine, six eight at the center. You know what I'm saying? And not that he has the girth, but a guy like two twenty. Come on, guy. Come on. We, we, uh, we can't do that. We we have a bad matchup when it comes to uh when it comes to Derek Favors versus any anybody other than Steven Adams. Pat Patterson is a Patterson um, right handed <laughs> Rodney Rogers. Right. Nah, don't don't Rodney. Don't do Rodney like that. I said right hand. Oh no, nah, don't do nah. He's not a Rodney Rogers. Roger Pete Roger Rodgers was cold. No, nah, I mean uh, they they have definitely have advantage inside with Derek Favors. That's a matchup that they exploited a lot last game on Carmelo. Uh, Quinn Snyder is a great great young coach, so I expect him to do the same. But I got us pulling it out. You know, four games or two, and possibly going to a game seven, and I'm not mad at that. Okay. okay this, this this is a this, this is a good this is a, a good matchup. This is a four. This man, series is a four and five series. This this shouldn't be a good matchup. This should be a smashing. No, and I don't this, think so. And, and this is this is why I'm very. Utah's dis- good. This is why a lot of people are very disappointed in the Oklahoma. In the Oklahoma. Utah is a team. To be honest, on a regular year, would be an eight seed. But, 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 no. Nah. Yes, because if, Ka- nah. if, Ka- if Kawhi wasn't acting the way he was acting, where would San Antonio be? San Antonio right now was, what, what, what's they see? They had like a like three seed. San Antonio, yeah, I believe San Antonio is the seventh seed. They playing uh, Golden State. They playing Golden State, so yeah, normally, they're seventh seed. Normally they're a three or a two. Yeah, I mean, I think that I mean, keep in mind though the West Honestly, was so the West was so close this year. Portland, the the distance between the number three seed and the number eight seed was two games. No, let, let's be honest. So the, yeah, I do believe that the, with Kawhi there, they they have more than two extra wins the than they West, have now. In the West, you look at the last ten years. This is the West. Last ten years, this is how close it's been. Only thing that has changed is the characters. <sighs> it's not, I don't think it's ever been this close with two it, games. It, it two has. games to separate three you, and nine. You, just like I want to say, like four years ago, the Mavericks. One day they was a fifth seed. Next day they was out the playoff. One day they a uh, seventh seed. The next you day. Keep trying to bring the goddamn Mavericks. Well, can we talk about the playoff teams? And we talking about our teams? And we no, we're about talking about the playoff league. teams. But we talk about the Mavericks from 2013. And we talk about how close the league was. That's a. Hey, this is wow. the West. This is how okay. close the West. Had. Now, like I say, once the playoffs though, you get to see like. 
this team had really no choice. So, so. Uh, 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 yeah, you've been playing Lakers in Sacramento all season and Phoenix all season. Now you got to play one team, you're getting killed. Okay. <laughs> like Portland. Portland, for example. They've been playing the Lakers a lot of times. Well, that's they. That's they. Correct, right, 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 yeah. it, right. <laughs> now with the playoffs, you're not playing the Lakers no more. So Dame don't go off of them. I, I just think this is a bad match, and I also think people overlooked uh, the way that uh, Drew Holiday has been playing this year, and they overlooked Rondo. Like I said, I myself, I actually picked them to win this series before the playoffs even started. So right now, who do you see? Who do you see advancing to the the conference finals in each conference? Me uh, personally, I'm seeing uh, Philadelphia and the Cavaliers in the East. I and and I'm seeing in the West, I'm seeing uh, the Thunder and the Rockets. I say follow the money. What does that mean? Uh, it's business, so entertainment rules everything. So what, what? Wait a minute. What are you trying to say? What? what it's money. <laughs> they, the money is already made. Ain't no money, ain't nobody tripping because the money already made. But you still have to put on the performance. Okay, so who's going to perform in the conference finals from the East? Hey, we had to ask one of these retired refs. <laughs> oh, man. So you ain't going to answer the question? Come on, man. Who's going to make it? Man, to be honest, bro. To be honest, they might put the. Uh, they might try to. Uh, what do you mean? Who is they? The organization who beat <sighs> conspiracy, brother. So who what, who who what, does what, guy have making it to the Eastern Conference Finals? What two Eastern, teams? Uh, Toronto and Cleveland. Toronto and Cleveland. One so the one and four seed. One actually, you know what? They actually would play the next round, so I don't. They couldn't make it. Okay, well, Toronto and Boston. Toronto. You think Boston gets to the finals? Yeah. You think Boston possibly beats Philly in the next round? Yeah. I got Philly getting in the, <laughs> think about out of there. We could have think about it. Uh, the length is a match, and but the shooting goes towards. Uh, towards who? Goes to Boston. Uh, Philly. No, I think the shooting actually goes to Philly. Uh, they got four snipers. They got four guys shooting 38% and higher. Uh, I, and they've like, carried it over to I the playoffs. Like and JJ and, uh, I mean, Bellinelli. And, you got Bellinelli. You got. Covington, you got JJ. And, uh, what's my boy? Sarge. Ilisova. Yeah, that's another guy. Yeah, Ilisova. Yeah, he did get dunked on pretty serious. My God. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He took it like a champ, though. (laughs) So you got, so you got Toronto and who did you say? Toronto and Boston making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, what about in the West? I think something fucking gonna change because if Cleveland can't make it to the finals, I don't want Golden State to make it. So I want, I want to say, let's try some weird shit. Let's try New Orleans. Let's try Houston. Let's, let's keep it down south. New Orleans and Houston. Okay. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Houston come out this series. Hmm. So okay, so New Orleans and Houston. I wouldn't be mad at that. In the West, like I said, I got I got Houston and the Thunder. I got the Thunder winning it. In the East, I got Cleveland winning. So I got the Thunder and Cleveland in the finals. And I got the Thunder become becoming victorious in six games. Who do you got winning the conference finals and who do you have in the NBA finals? Conference finals. Uh, Your conference finals picks were uh, Toronto, Toronto and Boston. Boston. 
I think the Ramada uh, Rose will break through. So you uh, think Demar and Mace get the rap? So yeah, the and they go to the final and take that big L. Take that big L in the finals against who? Shit. It can't be shit, man. You got to pick a point. You got to pick a winner between. I I I I just said I felt that uh, New Orleans can beat uh, Houston. So. You got New Orleans in the finals. Yeah. All right, so let's mark it down. So guy has New Orleans. Over Toronto in the finals. Myself, I have Oklahoma City uh, being victorious over Cleveland. I got to be honest. I am picking with my heart and not my brain. <laughs> Double up. I'm with this If side. my brain was picking, I would say Philadelphia and Golden State with Golden State beating Philadelphia. All right, so that's the first episode, man. We ran through a whole gamut of th- things. We went through the NBA playoffs, guys' conspiracy theories, and him overrating no, the the past. The NBA draft. The NBA draft. Uh, that's so far off, man. We don't even know what the draft slots are. We'll say that for another episode. Uh, any any other sports topic you want to touch on before we get out of here? Uh, want to touch on OBJ? Uh, and his blow in, in, in Paris or uh, any uh, other uh, a quick, a quick Colin Kaepernick or anything? No, I don't want to discuss Kaepernick. You know, I kind of want to discuss something, man. Adidas came out, right? They put out this PR bullshit. And they, they made this, uh, they would sign Cap if if an NFL team signs. Mind you, this is Adidas, an apparel company, not a, not a professional sports company, an apparel company saying that they would sign him if perhaps maybe a team could think about possibly signing him, I felt that was garbage as hell. And I'm glad Jamel Hill actually called him out, and she wrote a great article uh, on the undefeated uh, today about the hypocrisy and them making those claims about who they would sign when their roster of uh, athletes that they do endorse are full of guys, you know, with criminal convictions and uh, crimes against women and things of that sort. Uh, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing kind of took over the NFL season last year, man. What's, what's, what, what is your opinion on the Colin Kaepernick situation? I know we've talked about it, but what is your personal opinion on it? Is it honest? Yeah, we're, oh, we're being honest. I don't know. I'm asking, did, did this really come from honesty or did it come from some bullshit? And a lot of people have their speculation of because, oh, he's never had a, uh, a clear thought or his own opinion. One day he's Castro's shirt or he picks up. He don't know what he's doing. And I agree. He don't know what he's doing. Well, he has I been. Mean, I think I feel like he's been. T- I feel like he's been too quiet. I, I, to be honest, I feel like he's the scapegoat for something bigger. Uh, you care to allude on this? I mean. Conspiracy theory? Um, what I mean with something big, I mean they use him as a ruse to the uh, the cover up other national problems. So when stuff in Charlottesville go down and murders are happening, we talking about a protest still. I mean, like there's guys ramming a for a, a Mustang into a crowd of people, but we talking about a football player kneeling or not kneeling. That, that's irrelevant. Uh, I, I think it's a place in, in society and in media and everything for 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 both for those stories to be going on concurrently. Uh, I don't th- I don't think Kaepernick no, that, had that, the intention no, that, of this becoming as big as he did. I, I I felt like his reasonings in the beginning were were solid. I, I think it. I think the media pushed a lot of it, and it I mean, and it, it kind of grew to a point where it was like it was just out of control. 
he had been sitting on the sideline. He had, you know, had been doing that for a while. He had been kneeling, and then somebody finally asked him about it. When they asked him about it, it became national news. Exactly. Uh, one thing that I think we can't overlook is that prior to at that time, his position, his team wasn't what it used to be. He was no longer the starter. There were a lot of people. I, I don't think we who can. Who were Callum Kaepernick when before the protests? Tell me everything you know before the protests. Who was he? Who was him as a person? As a because right now he's glorified as this brilliant mind, humble soul that's reaching and touching I, and caring. I, I think he is. I think he's a. I think he's an accidental hero. I don't think this was his intention. And I think when the media began to write stories about it, they did it to kind of demean him at first. But the, what what was going on in the world with police shootings and Trayvon Martin and things of that nature, the the groundswell from the people. Turned him into this, turned him into a political figure. I don't think that was his intentions, and I think he's remained quiet somewhat because, you know, to put him on a platform to where he's like, you know, debating people and having to answer questions. I don't know if he's there with his knowledge, and I don't know if that's what his intentions were. Can I ask you one thing? Hold on a second. One thing you got to give him props for is that he has continued his humanitarian his humanitarian efforts throughout this process. But I would love to hear him sit down with somebody that he felt comfortable with. Who wasn't going to skew the interview and actually explain, you know, his thoughts and his thoughts going forward? Because there was a story about Seattle possibly signing him, and then there was some wavering on if he would or if he wouldn't stand for the anthem, and then all of a sudden Seattle didn't sign him. Okay, but even before that, uh, or oh, I'm sorry, not sign him, give him a workout. I don't you, understand why he has okay. to work out. Like you don't know what he can do. Let's let's be honest. He hasn't been in the league in two years, right? Uh, yeah, he had injuries and he was, you know, on the bench for the one year. Then when he year. when he kneeled. They talked about it for a little bit. Then that season after, it became the big thing why he wasn't playing, correct? Uh, I think it became a bigger story because, that if you off, recall, he opted out of his contract. Correct. He, he opted out of his contract, and then he couldn't get a job. And that's when it became, like, more obvious. And I think that's when the media was like, okay, now it's past, like, the protest. Like, yo, they're actually not signing him, and it is because of, the, because of ability. It's because of this stance. Because I don't want to get confused. I don't think Colin Kaepernick is like some top three quarterback, or, uh, some superstar player. Uh, but I do believe that he deserves to be in the league. Now, this is what I call BS on. Because the year prior to that, that like I said, that offseason, he made a statement saying that he would not protest. Then, he almost got signed with Baltimore. Then his girlfriend posted that crazy little, you know... <laughs> Yeah, Nessa. The Django reference. Yeah, Nessa. <laughs> so and then, so that that that's what I say. Uh, I think we should point out that Nessa used to date his teammate. And, I mean, uh, exactly. That's Jeez. what I'm saying. Who was calling that? Who was calling? Wait a minute. Kaepernick? So what are you what are you saying? Because you like you're not saying it directly. Are you saying that she's pushing them in this direction? I like like I, you hinted on it before. He's an accidental hero. I believe. I think he's an accidental activist. I don't think this was in, he he didn't intend to be an activist. I mean, I mean, he's become a, he's becoming the face okay. of something, and I don't think he intended. I believe, I believe he's the Christopher Columbus of social rights. <laughs> so what? <laughs> okay, Christopher Columbus get a lot of credit for discovering the United States or whatever. When I was already there. Correct, but, yeah. but, but, but but honestly, he actually found the Bahamas. He, well, he was nowhere near the United States. He was in the Bahamas. 
But yet and still, we, we have a Columbus Day. We give him praise. You know what I'm saying? So now you look at a person like Colin Kaepernick. is all this media attention. is GQ cover. He's getting something from this. Now, there's no financial gain for no, that. There's, no, no, there's some attention and there's some influence that he a, gains from that. It's, yeah. And I think he's using attention for, for good. I, hasn't, I haven't seen him do anything corny. I haven't seen him promoting, you know, some clothes, a clothing line or but anything did, like that. He hasn't done anything corny. Also, I, mean, I feel like he's caught up between a, a rock and a hard place right now. And I, I think I, his future is probably in activism as opposed to playing professional football. I, 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 when I look at the guy. That I might just, be the best thing for him, though. I, I just see a young guy that's crying over a hat a couple of years ago. <laughs> That's yeah, he, now before before the kneeling, he was he. And, they had that meme where <laughs> I mean, that was I, 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 you have to look at the totality. You know what I'm saying? Is he is he the? I mean, I hate to put him like this label on him, but is he like a con artist preacher? Con? No, come on now. We're not calling this man a con artist. Though, though? Well, he's the, he's done nothing. He's he hasn't gained anything financially. If anything, he's lost money. A con artist has an end goal, and it's, it's financial. It's, it's acquiring something. He hasn't acquired anything but social media followers. I mean, not not his financial gain, but his social gain, his prominence. Uh, yeah, Joe, there's, uh, no, there's uh, no money attached to that. Not Joe Osteen's money, but his preference to why other people don't go to other churches because but listen, he's so prominent. The only thing he's used his social gain for is to donate money, though. Hey, good jobs. That's something to so I, I I don't know about that. But part. but also but the thoughts he, expressed by guy. But he also he also kind of wrote that check, so he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna donate a million dollars." Like, okay, well, you know, you donate this million, and he did it. He, he had got, when you, you talk it at the Migos say, "Walking like you talking." <laughs> so if you say it, he have to back it up. Uh, now he kind of hurt for that million. I, I applaud like, him. I applaud him for actually backing oh, it up. Man, come in, good, good, man. But like I say, I, I just, I like, I like the awareness of what people are trying to do. I just wanted to come from an honest spot. I wanted to come from somebody who's more can more intellectually on, on who they are. Because Colin is someone who's, I'm saying, kind of confused on a lot of things. All right. Well, God says that Colin can't read. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's but, uh, that's that's. I, <laughs> I do have some upbringing issues. You think he can't read out loud in class? I think he has issues of who he is as a person. I I, I believe there may be something there, but I applaud Colin for everything that he has done with the free time and with the national attention that he's got. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up there, uh, man. So we went an hour today on our first episode. We look forward to doing this every week, discussing more topics, more conspiracy theories from Guy, and further and for uh, further us. But again, thank you for tuning in to the other side of the game sports podcast. Uh, you guys take care. We'll see you later. Yeah.